your standings is there an asterisk by your name if so congratulations you have clinched playoff berth in your fantasy league today waking up in the morning of course today's tuesday the 7th of december it's a pretty nice feeling you wake up in the morning it's almost like christmas you open it you got a present it's a little asterisk it feels phenomenal because it just shows you what is it? 13 weeks have gone by and you have probably persevered enough to make a playoff berth. I just want to congratulate everybody who has made playoffs. And if you have not and have the chance to do it, hey, this is probably the last week to do it. Hopefully you are able to clutch it up, show everybody your clutch gene, drive a manual and bring your way <laughs> into a playoff berth. What's up, everybody? I am Natter. Welcome to the Sleeper Wire show alongside the number one Australian analyst, Sheehan. How are you doing over there? I'm good, man. Look, earlier this year, in the off-season, I gave myself, oh, fuck yeah, Ben Stokes out, four for 29, have some of that England. Sorry, I'm watching the cricket here. <laughs> earlier this off-season, I gave myself the moniker the number one Australian fantasy football analyst, and it has come true because after 13 weeks, I am on top of the fantasy football down-under bowl. There is hey. a lot of experts, Australians only, rando Australians playing, and your boy... Number one. A boy. 13 weeks into the season. And of course, if you just heard that phrase being shouted, Hoose is back alongside us. How you doing over there? I am swell, man. I'm fucking swell. That's how I'm doing. Um, I'm a little sad that we're getting closer to the end of the year. I'm not happy about that. I wish we could rewind some stuff. Wish I could make some different moves. I wish I could take back some trades. But alas... Here we are, along with you fine folk, week 14, week 13, week 14. I think we're, we're moving on to week 14. We're in week 14. We're week there 14. There we go. Nice there job. Go. Proud of you. So, I mean, of course, like I mentioned earlier, this is going to be the last week in a majority of leagues until playoff berths. So, of course, we're going to be here to guide you through it. If you, ch if you check my DNA, if you do a DNA test, you're going to find the clutch gene there. I, I just have it. It's like Michael Jordan, clutch gene. He has it. What country Harry is Bonson. that from? The, the the from the DNA ancestry kit. Um, the clutch gene. The clutch gene. That's all it is. It's just like you Iceland. Chose DNA. Iceland. Ice, Ooh, ah, there we go. Ice in the veins. There we go. Ice in the veins. Yeah, there we go. That's a good one, actually, Shane. I like that one. Thanks, mate. So, I mean, that's what it comes down to. You had a whole season, and it's just going to reflect all the moves that you've made this season. Of course, a lot of injuries happen throughout the year, and to use that as an excuse, in my opinion, is just an excuse. That's all it is. I don't think it's an actual reason. I don't think it's valid. It happens to everybody. Everybody has rough bye weeks. Everybody has injuries. Everybody has bad uh, draft picks, bad trades, and all that. It's it's all what you do with the cookies that you've had, you know. And if they crumble, then unfortunately they crumble, and you just gotta have to make nice chocolate milk with it. Uh, of course, on this episode, we're gonna be talking about my favorite justifiable justifiable overreactions we're going to be talking about some backups and handcuffs for you to start looking into for the playoff season and people that actually have realistic potential to go into your starting lineup and actually have playoff impact i should say fantasy playoff impact not just a handcuff just to have a handcuff but at this point they need to have startability potential if the situation arises 
for example, like Alexander Madison, he is a handcuff that when Dalvin Cook is out, he is a must-start caliber type player. Like AJ Dillon, must-start caliber player. If if Matt, you know, uh, what's his name, Devin Singletary goes down, and now you have Matt Breed and Zach Moss, they're not necessarily must-start players. You still have to kind of manage through that. And if that's going to be the case, is it realistic for you to store them on your roster as a handcuff at this point? My personal opinion, no, I don't think so. I would rather look elsewhere. But of course, that's going to be this episode is for. And that's when we're talking about it. And then, of course, the two-minute drill at the end. Sound good, guys? Let's do it. Let's do it. All righty. So before, before we get on to the justifiable overreactions, I just do want to remind everybody to drop a follow on our Twitter at the Sleeper Wire Show. And, of course, sign up for the Patreon. Of course, we are a fully charity stream. So whatever amount donated always goes to our Patreon charity. So, of course, you can find that at the patreon.com slash Sleeper wire, so you don't miss out on any type of articles, podcasts, live shows, and everything in between. Let's do it. Justifiable overreactions. We're back on. We haven't done this for a couple of weeks. No, if you haven't been on, and I haven't been on, of course, the unfortunately, I had a little bit of work to take care of. You had a little bit of work to take care of another week. You just gonna make it happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm, I'm sure, like me, you were listening to uh, when I see you again that song from uh, Fast and Furious Seven on repeat until we uh, we reconvene this evening. But it's a it's a banger, absolute banger. You Get know the that. song. You know the song. If you no, I know the song, the, oh, okay. the, the number seven. I feel like I watched Fast until Fast Five. I skipped until the last one. I watched the last one. The last one was so ridiculous. But you know, try to enjoy it. You know, what are you gonna do? F- five was the only one I've ever watched out of the Fast and Furious. Really? Yes. And now five, six, because- seven, and eight are good films. Oh, so I, I see now. I got to go back and watch it. So the series was 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 pretty solid then. I don't think it's bad, uh, but like I don't know. There's, <laughs> there's highs and lows. This recent one was shit, but yeah, um, it was really bad. It was, but I I, I, I try to I actually enjoyed it. But five, five through eight is kind of a self-contained narrative. Like it goes across four movies, but like it it all kind of ties together. And you're like, yeah, I buy all of this. Like the rocks in it, it's it's pretty entertaining. He cannot no. buy anything in Fast Nine. There's nah. nothing buyable. Absolutely not. Anyway, we're, we're not talking about it. Fast and Furious. Maybe we are. Maybe, Maybe. we're going to be a Fast and Furious yeah. podcast from here on out. Yeah. Um, but let's start with the biggest one so far this year. The Super Bowl this year is going to be the biggest one that's ever been played because it is going to be Tom Brady versus Bill Belichick. That's a, that's just you know one of those scripts. That you see in movies where it's so unlikely it's going to happen, but then when it happens, it's going to be the biggest thing ever, biggest showdown. I hope for no, it. You movies, know what? I don't mind it. Like I don't want to see Fast that. And Furious films. Not, uh, not bad. Not bad at all. I don't want to see that movie. You don't want to see it? America doesn't want to see that. These are two teams. These are two people America hates. America hates Bill Pelichek. America hates Tom Brady. Until he went to the um, Bucks, and then some people, you know, decided, do I still hate Tom Brady, or was it just because he was on the Bucks? <laughs> you know, like it, it's too con- it's too much hate. You know, it's, and these guys are too great. They have enough greatness going on for them. If it happens, I got the Patriots though. Yeah, wow. that would be wow. I'd love to see what Belichick cooks up for Brady on the big stage. I mean, he knows him like the back of his hand, right? Like, that should be an easy game for him. Yeah, but by the I same token, Brady knows Belichick's defense, too. Yeah, that's true. Who's I remember you 
throwing the meanest slurs towards the Patriots. Now you're going to root for them? Uh, no, I wouldn't root for them. I'm just saying I think that they would win. Fuck the Patriots. Okay. All right. Who, do you, who do you want to see in the Super Bowl then? I want to see the Giants and the Bills. <laughs> Good luck. You're talking about far-fetched narratives. Yeah. Well, Come I on. mean, you asked me who I wanted to see. You didn't ask me how yeah, realistic. Fair enough. Oh, that's fair. fair enough. <laughs> you know, you know, the, I would rather you know, like the really? Giants versus the Jets. That way, you know, maybe they'll actually win it. But no, <laughs> no. I mean, I look. I'll be happy with look. Just like when the New England was there, I was just happy that the Giants were there. I didn't think we were gonna make shit. I didn't think we were gonna like win. I was like, I'm happy to be here. You know what I'm saying? Somebody invited me to a party. You know, I'm rooting yeah. for the Giants. You know, I'm in New England. Is when it happened. When we won, you know, everything's just bonus after that. You get there. You're not expecting to win a championship. You're like nine and whatever, whatever you were. Just got to get yourself in the conversation and then anything can happen. You never know when your penis is going to get touched. You know, you just have to be there for, you got to be in the room. You know, I really hope you know when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, You don't know. You know, (laughs) you could be talking to, to like a guy you know, and you're thinking he has his co- your, your confidence and he touches your penis. All right. Yep. Moving on. <laughs> Justifiable uh, overreaction number two. You never know when your penis is going to get touched. This, this, is true. <laughs> this is true. Jalen Waddle has had a better season than Jamar Chase. This is true. He has a more consistent season. He's had a better season. Shoot. Now I need to look up the stats. See what you got me doing. <laughs> got you working and shit. Yeah. Like, how dare you? Okay, yeah. So let's see. So let's see. Right now, Jalen Waddle, 86 receptions, 849 yards, four touchdowns. You let us see it. Uh-huh. That's those some solid games. Can't complain about those games. That's a solid season so far. Um, I, I would put that near wide receiver one territory. I think the touchdown count is a little bit low for that. And then when I go to the Bengals. Let's find them real fast. Cincinnati Bengals. There we are. And then we look at Jamar Chase. He's rocking 55 receptions. So about 20 receptions less. But he has 958 yards. He has, what, another 200 yards on him and eight touchdowns. So he's he did that, double the touchdowns. He did that on, on the first half of the season. Yeah. He has not done anything since, since what? Like we, well, since teams have started to defend him. Oh, right. I mean, you double team them and it's stupid because I mean, Tyler Boyd, it, you would think he'd get more, more love uh, just because Burroughs, you know, he's familiar with them, but Higgins has been a Higgins show. I mean, not to say you didn't think Higgins would get involved, but yeah, man, what a fall from Grace Jamar Chase. Uh, I'm quoting my boy, Dave Kluge since week eight, Jamar Chase was, is the wide receiver 39 and fantasy points per game. He's getting outscored by a Moss Frost St. Brown, Michael Gallup, Seti Teddy Wilson Jr., Russell Gage, Kendrick Bourne, and of course T. Higgins. Um mm-hmm. that that ain't pretty. You, you, you don't love that. T. Higgins had 14 targets against the Chargers, nine receptions for 138 yards and a touchdown. The week before that, a six receptions for 114 yards and another touchdown. See, is this becoming becoming like the Cowboys, where they have three stud wide receivers that you have to kind of roster on your fantasy league and then start, but not necessarily feel 100% comfortable in this? 
I think that's exactly it. Yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. So Tyler Boyd, he has had a, uh, let's see, last week, seven receptions. Of course, it's still against the Chargers. Five, five receptions, seven targets for 85 yards. But Tyler Boyd is kind of the unloved child. He, he has he definitely been the most or the least productive wide receiver on the Bengals. I do not think he has earned the title of must-start category. He is must-roster, but definitely not must-start. Tyler Boyd's reliable. Like he's, you know, we're out of bye season now almost. But he's a classic. You plug him in, he's not going to shit the bed. I really hope not. Unfortunately, I mean, he, he's been shitting the bed though, unfortunately. It's but, 55 receptions for four, 500 yards. It's not. Yeah, that's gross. We've, we've digressed maybe that is from um, Chase to, to, to this guy. But Waddle, I mean, Waddle, I mean, despite the, the guy's second overall on receptions. Did you guys know that? Yes, you would be correct. He is second overall yes. in receptions. He's 36 in a receiving touchdown, so you don't love it. But on a year-to-year basis, these things vary. Um, he could end the year, you know, getting a couple touchdowns. Next year could be a big touchdown year for him. We don't know. Um, 100 catches, 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, pretty good rookie season. I think, yeah, uh, you're pretty happy with that, even if he gets your four. Yeah. That's a, that's a solid flex. If that's your flex, your team's pretty good. Mm. And I think I have to say, because I think it directly correlates to Tua. Tua's playing really good football right now. He really is. And because of that, it's just going to be a a domino effect for the wide receivers. I'd like to see a little bit more to Gusecki and a little bit more touchdowns to Gusecki. That'd be nice. But right now, Jalen Waddle has been the beneficiary of Tua playing pretty good football right now. I think it's been mutual. I think Waddle's helping Tua. Tua's helping Waddle. For sure. I mean, the guys, they've both been super hyper-efficient. Tua's completing 80% of his passes right now. He's been weak. He's been quarterback seven since since week 11. So, small sample. But, I mean, he looks great on paper. He's not really doing it for you in, like, fantasy. But in actual football, he, he looks like it. And he, you know, I mean, schedule... I don't have it in front of me. I don't think it's that great, but we're just talking about football right now. The guy's definitely been turning around, and for fantasy purposes, that's why Waddle's just killing it right now. Mm -hmm. For a team that's on a five-win streak, I think you look at the stat line, it directly shows Tua and Jalen Waddle being elite and playing at elite level at this point. Yeah, for sure. Now, our last one. Nada, you were wrong about Antonio Gibson. Okay. But 100% right about LaVisca Chenault. Uh, I will definitely ride the LaVisca Chenault train as far as it will take me. Yeah. As far as it will take me. The Antonio Gibson one, he has definitely played a lot better than I expected. But this is also expecting and anticipating uh, Fitz Magic being the quarterback. Once Tyler Henneke became the quarterback, I think it changed a little bit. And for a while, Antonio Gibson has not been playing well and was not playing well. It is only recently... In the last four games, you know, he's had rushing yards of 88, 111, 95, and then 64, but he had two touchdowns in that game. So, I mean, he, he has been a fantasy productive running back this season. Yeah, very fair. James Cole, um, just, uh, I want to say two, three weeks ago, he did a direct TV uh, bit, which, you know, at a conversation with him later, I was like, dude, this, this needs to be on 32 bit. But, you know, he's signed contracts over there. DirecTV, he's got guy over there. He did a, a bit where it was like uh, he's a cop and he's arresting people for for trading, 
you know, and this guy traded Antonio Gibson and got like CMC or something when, you know, CMC, it would have been good to get him CMC and it was bad to get Antonio Gibson. Um, <laughs> and it, the reasoning was good. You know, he was like, you know, the guy's been putting up 8.4 points per game. You know, that's, hey man, that's, that's theft. And the guy gets arrested. And of course, the week later, and since then, Antonio Gibson has just been a way different back. So as that has been saying, like the, the, he, he wasn't good. Like he was, he was Jordan Howard-esque. He was just getting touchdowns. And yep. I mean, it took an injury for him to kind of start seeing more work um, and kind of breaking a couple tackles and stuff. I, I want to see more of it, though, for, for me to completely buy in. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has five touchdowns this season so far. And they have come in three games. He has against Tampa Bay two touchdowns, the Saints two touchdowns, and Atlanta a touchdown. Other than that, I mean, last year he had 11 touchdowns. So it has been a regression from a fantasy perspective. What that tells me is he's been fantasy relevant without necessarily scoring. And that's exactly. always good news. It is good news. I mean, it's all come recently. Half of his yards have come in the past four games, to be fair. Yeah, I guess if you bought in on him at the right time, then yeah. fill your boots. It's a bit like Jamar Chase. If you sold him high, um, you know, you, you're absolutely laughing now. That's the, the ebbs and flows of the fantasy game, though. I got three first picks for Jamar Chase and Jalen Waddle. Total? So you gave away both of them and got three first rounders? I No, I gave away Jamar Chase and I got Jalen Waddle uh-huh. and three first round picks. Ooh. That's uh, daylight robbery. Mm-hmm. That is, that mm-hmm. is, uh huh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But I will go. ride. The, I will ride the Lavisca Chenault train as far as it will take me. I was one hundred percent right about him. Yeah, I'm sure and you I didn't go back and listen to last week's episode with uh, with Nick filling in in your your boots. But I, mm-hmm. I think you would have appreciated my Chenault commentary last week. You know what? I have to rewatch, re-listen, and listen more carefully to make sure I pick on that. I will repeat it. Word for word for you now, please, so you don't have do, to. It's, it's do. an excellent, it's an excellent episode. So go back and listen to it. And I, I would argue that he and I have much more chemistry than you and I. But <laughs> wow, <laughs> maybe, maybe that's an, a, a discussion off field. Maybe wow. we could be sort of a, a fantasy thruple. We'll, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk oh, about it man. later. But, uh, the shit. No, my my entire Lavisca Chenault analysis from last week was he's shit, and uh-huh. I stand by it. There we go. You know what? I, I wouldn't even want to stand by it because it smells bad. It smells, so yeah, you <laughs> might get it on your shoes. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It on your khakis. You know, so you're you like know. shit by association. You don't want that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Well, something that is not shit by association certainly is a person who is closely associated with this shit. <laughs> is not as wise words of wisdom. I had something very nice for this, but I think my wise words of wisdom now is changed to please know when your penis is getting touched. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, sometimes you don't know. I Look, true story, true story. I was taking a test one time in college and, you know, I thought this professor was trying to be nice and, you know, I, yeah, he touched my penis. He touched my penis. Sounds like he, he lost, lost his job. Nice. He lost his job. It was a very traumatic moment. It was very. It was sorry to take you to that dark place with me, but this is a true story, guys, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you don't know when your penis is going to get touched. That's good advice. That's why you should always wash it. 
you should definitely always or just keep it dirty for when people want to touch it and then they're like hey that's a dirty penis i don't want to touch that or it smells but then you want ladies getting in there so i don't know it's it's the fight it's a fine line <laughs> it's a very fine line I love how puzzled that it is after all. Because I'm sitting there like, I thought I made the dark jokes. I thought, yeah, I, made, yeah. I, I, thought I was the edgy one here. Like, I, like I'm getting out beat right now. Yeah. Who's going to touch your penis? Uh, it's, it's happening right now. You, wow. just, you don't know. See? You don't know when your penis is going to get touched. Good. Good penis talk, guys. Good yeah, penis right. talk. I'm glad we talked about it. Okay. Right. Now, what, Leave a review. What a... <laughs> What else? Okay, so how do I move on from this? All right, um, okay, fancy transition inserted here. All right, so handcuffs and backups right in front of me. We have the depth chart for all 32 teams, and we're just going to drill right through it. People that you want to own, people that you want to have, people that you want to look forward to owning for your playoff run right now. Of course, we're speaking to the champions right now. Since you all listen, you're probably all champions, and I'm hopeful that you guys listen to our pre-draft advice. Because I just want to say, out of the 10 leagues I'm in, I'm in the playoffs for eight of them. I just want to say, there's there's already an asterisk in eight of those 10 leagues. That's, uh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm touching their dicks. All right. You know, you know, I, I want nobody to ever complain about the stuff I say about here because, like, okay, it's nothing anymore. It's, it's nothing. nothing. It's nothing. You know what? I uh, might as well just drop that. You know, Shane, we, we talked about a specific hypothetical. Hmm. I feel like it doesn't matter anymore. Like, like, like we, we've crossed that border. So I know exactly what you mean. I will never stand in your way of asking that question again. <laughs> oh man, shoot away. All right, you know what? She well, penis talk shoot away. No, we're gonna save it. We're gonna tease it, and we'll save it for a future tease episode when, oh, we have a, when we have a when we have a guest. You're gonna when, give me when we're in, when we're in polite company. <laughs> okay. Uh, I think we crossed over to the. Um, I don't know. Will Barstool yeah. accept this, or are we too good for them? I was gonna say I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but I assume it's a lot of this. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. And we didn't say anything homophobic, at least. Not yet. No, not yet. Just rip the bandaid off at this point. Oh, yeah. Just do it. All right. All right. Hope All right, you guys so, enjoyed. All right. So in front of me is the list of the depth chart for every team that we're looking at right now. I'm starting off with the Buffalo Bills, Mr. Joshy Allen. We'll let's talk about handcuffs real fast. Devin Singletary, Matt Breed, and Zach Moss. I'm, I talked about it earlier, and I'm going to stand by it. I don't think there's anybody worth owning in this uh, on this team when it comes to the running back room. I will say Breda is the only guy I would want, and I kind of would only want him if the rest of the guys get injured. That's asking for a lot. I mean, so two weeks ago, Zach Moss was a healthy scratch. Matt Breda got some work. He was able to get a couple touchdowns. He was fantasy productive. He looked good. He looked like the best back that they owned. And then this week against the Patriots, all three running backs were active and Breida didn't really do that much. Now, granted, it was an odd game with how windy it is. And I'm sure the Bills thought that, hey, we're probably going to have to ground and pound a little bit. We're going to have to get dirty. We're going to have to jump in that pile and really push it if we want to win. Uh, obviously, they did not do that. 
and they lost. Uh, I, I, I do want to say, I think it was a one-off game. I think next week, Zach Moss is inactive and then it becomes a Matt Breed to Devin Singletary show. But that still does not fill me with confidence starting a running back on the Bills. I agree. For for sake of the show, you're leaving these guys on waiver unless you're in such a league that you you just have so much deep roster spot, then I'm fine with taking Breda. Otherwise, I agree with you. Leave all these guys. You can drop mm-hmm. all of them. Uh, Breda's Breda's the only one I'm interested in. Uh, I think he should I think he should be rusted. Um but yeah, I unless there's an injury to one or both of them, I'm not I'm not really interested. I think they're gonna start to run Josh Allen a bit more. Which I'd be fine with. You know, Josh Allen owners have been a little bit disappointed yeah, with his rushing with his with his rushing potential that hasn't been there. Or lack of uh, it. Uh, exactly. So I'm hoping hopeful Josh Allen can start picking up about fifty rushing yards per game to really add to his fantasy potential. Now, looking at wide receivers real fast, Stefan Diggs, of course, he's must own, must start. There's no there's no doubting it, there's no complaining about it. You set and forget for him. Whether he uh, disappoints you or goes off for you, that's that's a different story, but he, he he's set and forget at this point. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders has been completely disappointing since his bye week, actually. Since their bye week, Emmanuel Sanders has been a uh, uh, disappointing, trash, <laughs> is, but yeah. terrible. I don't, I don't know any other uh, adjectives. adjectives. Yeah, like, well, it's just shit. been bad. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. Like, shit. That's, that's basically <laughs> exactly what he's been. It's been a uh, penis. I'm not boring. That's boring. <laughs> You're not, you're not, you're not touching his penis. No. Uh, so get I, I would never dare try to touch Emmanuel Sanders' penis. He'd beat the shit out of me. Probably same, same. Yeah. So I mean, Kobe Beasley, I still wouldn't really want to roster him or start him. No, I've got no interest in Beasley's been fairly rubbish this year. I've got no interest in him. I feel like if you are needing to swing for the fences to win a playoff game, you could do worse than Emmanuel Sanders. Like I'd rather start roster and start Sanders than Beasley if I needed a win. Huh. If it's full point PPR, you, I think you want I that ceiling. Play. I don't think Beasley has it. Yeah, I think Beasley's ceiling is a touchdown, six catches, 40 yards at this point. Um, that's, that's pretty good if he gives you all of that, but I don't know if you can really get all of that. So I'm fine with leaving these these guys on the bench as well, these pass catchers. Um, unless it's Diggs and even Diggs, I mean, like you're starting him, but I don't know how confident you're feeling starting him rest of the season. I mean, we talked about him earlier in the season that he was going to be the Diggs that, um, you hope for and ding, ding, ding shit. We were all right on them. I don't think there was one of us that were high on Diggs earlier this season thinking that he, yeah, we said he'd be a, you know, number one, but not the number one you wanted, not top three. He's been more like 12 to 14, 15, you know? So I don't even know if he's a number one receiver. He, he may not even be one. I think he probably is, but I don't have it in front of me. But um, So what you're saying is you might not want to be touching Diggs. I, I may not, but yeah. <laughs> I may not want to be touching Diggs. <laughs> I may not want to. I mean, you have to, though. You got to touch him. You got to touch him. Yeah. All right. So we're moving on from the Bills now. And moving on to the Miami Dolphins, we're going to stay in the division. I'm probably just going to go in divisional order as I see fit. Miles Gaskin, I want to talk about him real fast. I think the Dolphins have a bye week this week. I don't think they play. So you might have to find a Miles Gaskin replacement. But when it comes to this team and this roster, you're looking at Philip Lindsay. I don't want him. Salafin Ahmed, I don't want him. 
And then there's, there's our boy Patrick Lard, and I, I know I, I definitely don't know. <laughs> so I, th- I think I think this goes, I think this goes basically with the Bills, where Miles Gaskin he is rosterable and he is startable. He's not a confident start, but he's a running back that is currently the starter for the team. So by default, you kind of have to own him and put him in your lineup when you have the ability to do so. He's an uncomfortable flex, but he's definitely a flexible person. Is he a flexible person? Huh? See, we can't. We're trying to get away from stuff, Natter, and you keep inserting stuff back in there. Um, Miles, sure. Savan, yeah. You can't really do anything. I want to see more from Duke Johnson just because I like Duke Johnson, the person and the player. Um, <clears throat> he's from Miami. Yeah, he's he's from Miami. Um, so he was home when they, you know, when they needed another back. Uh, and and he made the team, but I want to see yeah. some run from him and in, in Jared Dokes actually. <clears throat> Everybody else we've seen, but as long as this team can win games and they they're currently, I mean they they might make the playoffs at this point. I mean they they won their last five. So Tua, we talked about him. He's been looking good. I I don't think these guys will be fantasy relevant, but. Jared Dokes, I think if they start to lose games, he's somebody I'd want to keep an eye on. But yeah, as long as they're trying to win games, it's going to be Gaskin. I think Patrick Led, or as Nata calls him, Patrick Lard, is worth <laughs> rostering in uh, in Dynasty. I think he's got a little bit of juice. Um, Ahmed is probably the, the only one I'd be interested in here. To be honest, Gaskin should be on a roster. I would feel less than not confident about starting him. Really, it's Waddle and maybe Gasicki. But I think even at this point, you could get a better option than Gasicki. It's it's Waddle or nothing for me in Miami. I think due to the lack of tight ends, Gasicki's yeah. must start at this point. Now, yeah, I'm looking at Devontae Parker real fast because Gasicki, in my opinion, is must start. I'm not going to spend too much time on him. And uh, I don't want to bore everybody on Gasicki. Devontae Parker has played six games this year. And he's rocking 400 receiving yards and one touchdown. Are you are you worried about him? I mean, at, at this point, I he's like rosterable, but I don't want to say startable. I wouldn't put him in my lineup. I, I think he's a flex. I think he came back and what gave you 11 points in the PPR. Um, <clears throat> I don't know if he caught any 40 point, uh, 40 point, 40 yard bombs. Uh, nah, that's where he's, he's caught yeah. one, one 40 yard bomb against the Colts. So he's 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 not really. I don't know if Tua can throw down the field. We've seen him do it twice in the, um, to, to Mac, Mac Hollins. I think that can be Parker. I think that's Parker's role. Um, Fuller, obviously, we can't count on him the rest of the season. And Waddle's going to be right in that short area, uh, but he can go down the field as well. So I like Parker a lot. I think it opens up more for Waddle, but I, I think you can flex Parker. I think he was, he's was he been flexible before he got hurt. He was actually pretty good for you. Um, uh, but <clears throat> Again, if it's it's uh, if you're talking about you know th- we've got so much injuries at this point, you're, this is drop season. You're dropping the guys that you're not using. Parker, I think, is usable. I, I think he's the guy that could come in and hurt you if you do drop him. If somebody's hurting, um, like we we did the same thing with MVS. You know, like you're picking MVS, even if you're not starting him, you're gonna pick him up because he has a decent rest of season. And you don't want him to go off against you thinking like, oh, this this person has nothing at flex. And they put MVS 
or they put Parker in and then he goes off or gets 26 points or something like that and you just weren't expected, but he's capable of it. So MVS is capable of that. I don't see Parker being capable of of that big blowout performance. Like 11, 12 points, I think, is his cap. It's like maybe six catches for 60 yards. Maybe he has like a, maybe a touchdown. He, to me, just doesn't suit to, uh, and I'd always rather, particularly in playoffs, kind of shoot for the moon with that that last flex spot if it's a, a choice between safety and, and not. I'd rather go down swinging. Right now, a lot of people are fighting for their playoff spots. Your flex is open. Devontae Parker's there. Are you putting him in your lineup? If if I don't have anything else, I mean, he's got he's got the Jets week 15. Okay, Odell Beckham, Odell Beckham or Parker? Beckham. Beckham? So I'm going to say Beckham, but I don't think they're that far apart, to be honest with you. Brandon Cooks? Cooks. Parker. Jarvis Landry. Parker. Jarvis Landry had his best game because it was his birthday. Hmm. Uh, okay, let's see. Go one more. One more. Uh, DJ Moore. No, DJ Moore wins DJ that one. You can't That's do him. I would yeah. say um, maybe Julio. Since no. he's another guy coming back. Or no. Nick Westbrook-Akina. I would, yeah, they'd do Nick Westbrook-Akina over Devontae Parker. How about Brandon Ayuk? I think they're close. Yeah. I think all those guys are in the same breath. Those three, especially. I think I'd rather go Ayuk. And I think I would rather go those guys, too. Um, but I still feel like Parker's in that breath. So if if he's on the last um, tier of it, um, where it seems like that's the consensus here, where I'm a little bit higher on him. But if you're just blocking, and that's kind of what we're talking about, too. Um, if you got a roster spot and you don't want somebody to put him in because injuries have been so devastating... Uh, say a guy lost um, AJ Brown, he lost Debo, and he doesn't have anything, and he throws Parker in his lineup, that can hurt you. So if you have opportunity to pick up a guy and drop one of the guys that we talked about, Park, uh, Singletary, you know, then you're, you're pretty much blocking. He's not going to start Singletary you know, over one of his better running backs. Is he going to flex Singletary over Parker? No, he's going to start Parker over Singletary. So that's where we're thinking that too. So that's kind of where I'm a little bit more higher on. I'm like, I don't want that guy being inserted in somebody's lineup, especially when he's got the Jets week 15. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I wouldn't start Parker, but I'd rather him he be in my lineup than somebody else's lineup. Kind of like or bench. Ty- yeah, exactly. Like, like kind of like Tyler Lockett. I, I don't want to go against Tyler Lockett because right. he can go off, right. but he could also do nothing. But that, right. that inconsistency and that potential scares me. So if Tyler Lockett is available, which he, he's probably not, but I'm yeah, just kind of so. using him as an example. Right. I would rather him be in my lineup, not starting lineup, but on my bench to make sure somebody else can do it against me. I think that's a fair assessment. Now let's move on from the Dolphins and let's move on to the Patriots real fast because they actually have a little bit more of an interesting running back room. I mean, Damian Harris, he played well. He had the nice 64 yard run against the Bills. I just want to talk about that real fast. Like the B- B- Bills know what they're going to do. The Bills know, like they're running the ball, and they're only running the ball. How how they allow Damian Harris to have what is it uh, uh, over eighty six rushing yards in the first half, and then over one hundred eighty eight yards total? I think t- uh, as a team total rushing, I think that's wild and crazy that the Bills allowed that to happen. Anyway, uh, Damian Harris, yeah, it's <laughs> what's gonna happen on one play. Yeah. It happens four yards, one play. Uh, the I, I uh, the safety overcommitted on that that yeah. play. 
Uh, and I, I can't Harris believe it. got back inside. Exactly. I lost money because of that. Uh, it'd be that way. Actually, I went a week because of that. So you know what, Damian Harris, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So <laughs> Ramondre Stevenson, he's the handcuff. That's it. Right. No, he's the starter. Oh no, no. He is the starter. I feel like um, that you want. I think you want him over Harris because of the rest of the season. He has the fresher legs. He's the bigger body. Um, there's two seasons. There's the first season, and there's the rest of the season. And we're in the rest of the season. Bill Belichick knows that more than anybody. Um, he's not going to use a bunch of backs that he doesn't trust. He trusts Stevenson at this point. He trusts Harris. I think you're going to see more of Har- um, Stevenson because he is a big back. But where do we pivot next? In Stevenson had nine, um, well, forced nine missed tackles against the Bills. That's an incredible number. And he has something like two thirds of his yards after contact. Like he is, he is an absolute beast. He's a hard man to tackle. That's what I like about him. Um, I think Bolden is worth a roster spot, but I'm not starting him unless either Harris or Stevenson are injured. I'm not going on Brandon Bolden. I think I, I want Damian Harris and I want Stevenson. I, I I would rather have Damian Harris. I mean, obviously neither of them are pick up a ball. So I mean, and right, Stevenson's roster, yeah, yeah. And, and Stevenson. He's probably picked up in a majority of leagues. I don't. I can't imagine too many leagues where he's on the bench. So Brandon Bolden, I'm going to assume he's probably last. Last left, I'm going no. I'm more looking at the wide receivers at this point. And I'm looking at Kendrick Bourne. Yep, he should be on a roster. He They've should be on a roster. Some guy named Jacob Johnson, who's 26-year-old. He's 6'3", he's 255. Is his third year in the league. I haven't seen him at all. I mean, he's just a fullback. But I'd be interested to see if they start to, you know, incorporate somebody else. You're not going to pick up anybody. You're not going to pick up this guy, but just for the sake of throwing random names out there, I'll throw it out there. Yeah, Johnson's a good blocker, but he can't run with the ball. He's from Germany. Fun fact. Jakob Johnson. Uh, Okay, there we go. Jakob, yeah, because it's it's J-A-K. Yeah, the K, yeah. I'd rather have Kyle Hughes-Checks if we're talking about fullbacks going out there, but... We do not I don't know have why enough time left in this show to talk about fullbacks. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we talked about a lot of other things that we should not have talked about. The, uh, we're just going to have to... We're, we're moving on. So, Kendrick Bourne, I'm starting him. He's the only one I'm starting on this roster. And the only one I think is worth rostering. I think Jacoby Myers is not a person you want to roster because he's not going to start over you. And if, if your opponent starts Jacoby Myers, I'm fine with that. I'd rather have Jacoby Myers being started than Devontae Parker, Tyler Lockett, and all those other receivers that we talked about. Because, Agreed. I mean, what's Jacoby Myers going to do to you? He's going to get four passes, maybe 50 yards. He's not scoring a touchdown. He scored one touchdown off of a fluke. He's not doing another one. So, Jacoby Myers, leave him on the leave him on the waiver wire. All right. So, Jets, um, do you own Elijah Moore? If yes, you start him. If no, don't worry about the Jets. All righty. Moving on from the Jets. Uh, <laughs> yep, AFC, AFC North. Baltimore Ravens. I'll make this fast. Do you own Lamar Jackson or Devontae Freeman? Cool. You start them. Do you own Marquise Brown? Cool. Start him. Other than that, righty. We're moving on from... You don't want to talk about Nate McCrary? You know, I have to hold myself back. That's why I don't want to talk about him, because if I do, we're going to be here for a really, really, really long time. Fair enough. I, okay. I will add in an addendum to that. Okay. Rashad Bateman should be rusted, but do not start him. Ew. You know, what? He, he's also in the Jacoby Myers spot. I would like my opponent to start Rashad Bateman against me. I would as well. I would, I'd rather him blow up on my bench than in someone else's lineup. He's not going to, though. See, that's the thing. Not this year. But 
for sake of I'd I, rather I, have I, I heard your mouse. I heard your mouse. You're looking at his stats right now. <laughs> I heard the mouse. Let's, let's look at his phenomenal 80-yard gain against the Dolphins where they lost after the first half. So they had to throw the ball. And other other games where they majority won, let's see, one target against Pittsburgh, one target, zero receptions, zero yards. Wow, against the Cleveland Browns, four targets, four receptions, six targets against the Bears, five targets against Minnesota, five catches, and then six. It's, I don't know. When, when we talk about people with high ceilings, Rashad Bateman's not one of them. Here's a guy I want this week over Rashad Bateman, KJ Osborne. Deal. Devontae Baca. Deal. He's not even playing. I'd still rather start it. Because right, the Bengals, we're, we're on to Cincinnati. How did I'm I on to Cincinnati. One? Yeah, there we go. Nice job. So, Joe Mixon's currently questionable right now. Unfortunately. Samaj P. Ryan should be rostered. Exactly. Samaj P. Ryan should be rostered. Chris Evans yes. should be rostered. Yes. Besides having a cool name. and but, but see, he has a name with two first names. Chris and Evans. Evans can so be a first name. Can we trust Who do you know called no, Evans? I, I, I have a co-worker. His name is Evan. <laughs> I have a co-worker. His name is Evans. I just, Evans? I just want to put it out there. I know Evan, not Evans. Yeah. Like if you're Evans, that's weird. Like you're 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 few Evans, you're plural Evan. Evans Stando. Evan plural. One was just plural. not good enough for him. He had to become an Apparently, Evans. So you know, I don't trust him anymore. But that being said, he, if Joe Mixon is not playing. They both need to be rostered. And you know what? I would consider starting them, especially because they're going against the San Francisco 49ers this week. And their run defense is a little suspect, especially in the red zone, where you have potential opportunity to actually put up fantasy points from your running backs. I, I highly recommend going after both of them. I highly recommend rostering them to make sure somebody else can't. And if the opportunity arises, I would definitely put them in my starting lineup. I wouldn't want Evans over an outright backup or a second stringer, but yeah, I mean, I'd rather Evans over, uh, let's say, anyone on the Jets. So yeah, Salvin Ahmed. Yeah, absolutely. I do kind of like Ahmed. I, I do, but I think I think we all like him. But does the team? No. No, probably not. No. So I'd I'd rather have Chris Evans over him. Um, wide receiver wise, we 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 discuss this wide receiver card. We don't need to do it. They're all rosterable. Tyler Boyd, I wouldn't start him, but they're all rosterable at this point. Right, you're point. still keeping, you're it still is... playing defense with them. You don't want to drop them. Yeah. Exactly. So on to the doo-doo Browns. Um, see, the, the, see, the unfortunate part is they're playing against the Ravens this week. And the last time they played against the Ravens, that went horribly wrong for Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Jarvis Landry, everybody else. Actually, Jarvis Landry had a good game, but uh, everybody else definitely did not. So um, everywhere from Ernest Johnson is rosterable. Kareem Hunt is flexible. Nick Chubb is must start. Jarvis Landry is wide receiver three to flex. I think he I think he deserves a starting spot. Uh, yeah, um, you're never going to start Jarvis Landry. See, see, I, I would agree with you, but now Marlon Humphrey's on the Ravens. He's out for the rest of the season. So you're I still think, not going to start Marlon Landry. He, he's just not. He he's like uh, who's the other guy we were talking about that um Devontae Parker. No, somebody that's. Cole Beasley? Yes, he's Cole Beasley. No, I give Jarvis Landry a little bit more of an edge. He has less competition. Yeah. He he has I, younger I'm guys, Landry. I feel like. he. Other than this, this, the last two games that he came off of, and one of them was his birthday, Um, he hasn't <laughs> been usable. Like You haven't been able to use him at all. He's been trash all season other than his birthday game in week one. Hmm. I wouldn't mind it. 
I definitely could see you pivoting away from him in your starting lineup, but you're not dropping him. That's for sure. I want somebody to start him. You <laughs> totally. want somebody to start him. Yes. Trojan horse. I can get behind that. You know, you know, he's probably not going to absolutely destroy you, but I think he has a safe floor, which is why I wouldn't mind him in Fair somebody enough. else's starting lineup. But then again, I definitely would not mind playing against Jarvis Landry if I had the option. All right, so let's move on to the Steelers, who finally figured out throwing to Deontay Johnson is actually a good thing. So they actually put a stat that Deontay Johnson has only dropped one ball this whole year after I think like almost 100 targets. That's crazy. And then five minutes later, he dropped a 42-yard touchdown. Anyway, uh, that made me a little sad. He did score two touchdowns to make up for it. But, I mean, that third touchdown for 42 yards would have been kind of nice. Najee Harris is about to start. We all know that. Benny Snell. uh, You know, honestly, like, this is a running back room where after Najee Harris, it's kind of trash. Yeah, I don't want any of them. Yeah, yeah I don't want any of them. Like, yeah, they, they, they all kind of suck. All right, so I don't want to be on. around anymore. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> say Chase Clay, say Chase Claypool is unable to play. Are you starting James Washington? Unable to play pool. Um, yeah, I'm, st- I'm starting Washington. Actually, I quite like Ray Ray McLeod. If um, if there's an yeah. injury to yeah. Johnson or Claypool, I'd rather start Ray Ray than Washington. Ray Ray, coolest name in the book. I just have to say that. One of the coolest names. If you have a cool name, you're automatically rosterable in fantasy football. Make Cloud, like, you know, like Marty McLeod. Yeah, you're, you're starting Pat Freyermurth, by the way. Absolutely. He is. Yeah, he, he's deserved that. He actually gets a nice amount of targets. He gets looks. He gets red zone looks. I really like Pat Freyermurth. He's cool. Let's throw it back to the start of the season where he said, I don't give a fuck about Pat Freyermurth. <laughs> <laughs> keep everybody honest and accountable <laughs> let's do it you know what opinions change and uh, it has changed the situation has Fair. changed because there was an eric ebron there now he's not there anymore anyway you know what i like about frymouth no his one name? knows anyone whose first name is frymouth no one knows no he's no he's named pat frymouth but no one knows anyone called frymouth and he that's like this isn't like an oh one person knows someone's called evans situation there's right. no one called frymouth so he's you can trust him that is true I can get behind that. All right, so let's move on from the north to the south. The Texans, the beautiful Texans, the beautiful state of Texas that I despise so much. Anyway, Tyrod Taylor. Now I'm not starting Tyrod. I'm not starting Duke Johnson. Um, I don't, if you're not starting the starting running back, you're not starting the backup running backs. You're not even rostering the backup running backs. Uh, yeah, Brandon Cooks. Okay, you could start him. Other than that, moving on from the Texans. Good talk, guys. Good talk. Indianapolis Colts. Carson Wentz. Yeah, I'm not starting Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor, he's 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 kind of good at football, you know. He, he's he might be worth starting. Uh, Naheem Hines, yeah, he's already rostered. He, he's there's no way you're finding him on the waivers. Marlon Mack, you're not starting or rostering the third string running back. I'm I actually okay it. with not having Hines and picking up Mack. If something would have happened to Taylor, I think that Mack steps into that role. But right. see, I don't think he does a good job. There's a difference between Jonathan Taylor and Mac. Absolutely. But I mean, I think given the fact that um I don't know, unless he's just one of these guys that and he might be, he might just not not give a shit anymore. He's just like I'm buried behind this guy. I don't care. I'm just collecting a check. I feel like these guys have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. They want opportunity, they want to show people this guy's a meme on sleeper. Other than that, that's that's it. <laughs> Like that's his his he's most famous on sleeper nowhere else. Yeah, 
Even in the Mac meme. household. Yeah. It's a, it's a good meme. I will say that. It, it yeah. is pretty good. I don't know who came up with it, but it... I, I was there when it was born. Yeah, you were definitely there. Was. You were definitely there. I remember you were there. We we probably banned you for it, and now he everybody did. gets he to did. Marlon Mack, and he did, gets actually. for it. I did get banned in the chat for that. <laughs> I did. I got banned multiple times on multiple different chats. I don't agree with any of those bans. I think they were all un- unjustly justified. Uh, I don't like it at all, and uh, I, I'm here to formally complain, but moving on. I guarantee Go ahead. if you asked fans to name two football players with the surname Mac, they would say Khalil Mac and Vontae Mac. Right. That's how much <laughs> Marlon Mac is not relevant. But say absolutely. On a Jacksonville. Now, uh, but I, before, know, okay. I, I assume we're saying Pittman. Yeah, Pittman obviously start. Yeah. Uh, Nobody else. Hilton, I think no. they're not playing the Texans again. I think Zach Pascal should be in a roster. Nah. I'd rather him than nah. uh, Devontae Parker. Really? Nah. Yep. Why? Uh, call Cap. He he bobs up. He bobs up. <laughs> he more often in the red zone. Plus, <laughs> Does he I trust the ball. <laughs> he bobs up. Bobbles the ball up. <laughs> he, he bobs up. I like and, that uh, phrase. Bobs up. Is that like he bobs up in the red zone? That's like Early London in the season. Yeah. yeah. He just bobs up. Bob's um. Up. It sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> Early in the season, he was like leading the league in red zone targets and targets inside the 10. They target him a weird amount and they use him a weird amount. Um, and in what is ostensibly pretty good offense, I will take, uh, I will roster him. And if push comes to shove, I would rather start someone on the Colts than someone on the Dolphins. Fair enough. I mean, it's a better offense. I'd rather, I'd rather somebody else start him against me. But that's going to be my personal preference. Yeah, I'm I'm going to leave him on on waivers. I'd rather pick I don't up know a if defense. He's a priority. I'd much <laughs> rather pick up a defense. I've got three defenses right now. I'm rocking. Uh-huh. I don't blame that at all. I don't blame you at all for that. One for every in week, my, especially in playoffs. Yeah. My only defense league, I'm rostering three defenses as well because two of them are the Texans and the Lions. So that's how well exactly. I'm doing there. Exactly. All right. So moving on to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So. uh as uh, as it looks like the Jacksonville Jaguars have somehow moved on from James Robinson, uh, Carlos Hyde would nevertheless be the running back to own in this team. He might even be the starting running back after this week. I don't know what happened in Jacksonville. Uh, he, he even fumbled the ball, and James Robinson still did not touch the field. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe it was because he was injured. I've heard they have a little bone to pick with James Robinson. I don't know. I'm not going to follow. Seems personal. Yeah. Seems personal. So Carlos Hyde, he should be rostered and potentially... I wouldn't do it this week. I want to see what happens again. But if he's getting the bulk of the carries, you're putting him in your starting lineup, especially over James Robinson. You can't do that anymore. It's the playoffs. You start the better running back. Um, Wide receiver-wise, though, you are going to roster and just start shit out of LaVisca Chanel. Like, if you own own Cup, take him out. Treadwell. Yeah, like, like this this is a stacked wide receiving core. I don't know. Vaughn Austin. I think the NFL has to step in and make sure that this does not happen again. Where so many good wide receivers going to one lineup, oh, like it, it, Cooper Cup has nothing against Chanel. Take Cooper Cup out, put Chanel in, and, and just just get the free win because yeah. that's exactly what it is. All righty, I, I am disgusted by looking at this team. Let's go to the time. <laughs> yeah, let's so go. Let's go. Uh, I would say James O'Shaughnessy is one of the only guys who could be a guy that you're dusting off if you don't have anything at tight end. And he could be useful for you. 
Week 15, he has the Texans. Week 16, he has the Jets. Uh, so those yeah, are serviceable matchups as far as guys that, you know, I mean, Zill, Agnew's not there. They just lost Dan Ardle. Um, you know, the, O'Shaughnessy led the team in targets, you know, be it, it was only six targets. He only had 13 yards. But, I mean, out of the rest of these guys, you know, again, Arnold's on injured reserve. They lost Agnew. It, it's it's the O'Shaughnessy show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Even as a Marvin Jones apologist, I can't tell you to start him. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, so to the Titans. Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, you know, he used to be must start for me. I don't know if I want to put him in my lineup. He was supposed to be the guy that you could get that's a top five option for cheap. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, well, so George kept telling us. Yeah, so George kept telling us. There we go. I mean, I, I was, was even wrong. on that train. I was even on that train too. I hopped on for a second. It, I wasn't. I don't think I was on it. It made good sense. I was. Just, I was one of those people like, oh, that makes sense. I had no interest. I wanted Ryan Tannehill, but people were reaching for him to the point where I couldn't do it and I couldn't right. justify taking him. So I ended up with Matthew Stafford instead. It ended up working out phenomenally. Oh, hey, for well, me, you look at that. Yeah. It, it ended up working phenomenally, but I mean, that's not necessarily the point. I did like Ryan Tannehill. I mean, a lot of injuries happened that definitely stifled whatever he was trying to do over there, but. You know, unfortunately, like we mentioned, that's how the cookie crumbles and you're that's how you adjust. So, milk. Exactly. Make that chocolate milk. So Ryan Tannehill, you're not starting him. Deontay O'Foreman. I, I don't want to start Deontay O'Foreman. I don't even want to roster. You mean da- Dante Foreman? Uh, I, I think Dante Foreman and Hill. I think you kind of have to roster all three of these guys right now, meaning Jeremy McNichols. Maybe not McNichols. We talked about a little bit of that last week, actually. And I think we were saying maybe you don't maybe leave McNichols because we saw what he was doing and they saw what he was doing. And apparently it wasn't as good as what Hilliard's been doing. Correct. So Foreman and Hilliard seems to be the guy. I'd rather have Hilliard. I would much rather have Hilliard, but Foreman did get 19 touches and he did have over a hundred yards. So it seems like they're just purely using him for rushing. I mean, you take away that 68 yard run that Hilliard had. Uh, he probably still has about 65 yards because he had like I think 168 that thing or 128 that game, um, on like 12 touch on 12 uh, carries, but yeah, he's obviously the more explosive guy. He's you know he's got that speed and um, make a lot of guys miss. But Foreman can definitely move the tackle. He's a guy that can move between the tackles a little bit and get some extra yards. He's gonna be goal line. I won't be surprised if he gets you a, a one or two touchdown game one of these weeks. So. I wouldn't drop either one of these guys because, again, talking about guys you can insert in your lineup that can hurt you, they could possibly can, and their matchup this week is phenomenal. They got I Jackson. like Hilliard. I'd, I'd, I'd start Hilliard if you didn't have any other options. If you have a bad, if you have somebody like Miles Gaskin, who I think is on a bye, like I mentioned earlier, I, I'd put Hilliard in there and feel For just sure. as, if not more confident than Miles Gaskin, especially because Miles Gaskin, he's feasts for famine in a bad way. Yeah. And then as soon as Henry's fit, I assume you're just cutting bait with all these guys. Yeah, if that happens, which, I mean, is I don't think it's going to happen in fantasy football season. Maybe not the NFL season, but the fantasy football season. Yeah, Miles Gaskin is on a bye. So, yeah, I would definitely put Dontre Hilliard in. So, wide receiver-wise, Nick Westbrook, he's, I want to say must-start, but he's uh, close in my opinion. If what? Julio and AJ Brown are out, then he's must-start. But Julio's designated to return from IR this week. I think he helps. Um, <clears throat> Julio helps uh, Nick Westbrook Aquina quite a bit. Um, yep. 
I will say he's must roster. He, he he should be rostered. Um, if you know you're playing the league with more than two flex, he certainly could be the second flex for you. Uh, he's going to see the targets. Other than um Hilliard, it's going to be in WI and Hilliard seeing the targets. Um, they might throw in some of uh, who, who's the new kid? Is, is it Newsom? No, Fitzpatrick. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Des. He, um, he's not much of a player. No, he's he's not much of any. He, he feels like a, I don't know, kind of like a Russell Gage maybe, but not uh, but even at his effort. very best. Right, right, like a a poor man's version, you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, these this that's that's about it. It it's it's not a good fantasy football team. Um, I know we told you otherwise at the start of the season. Yeah, I'm over the Titans. I'll be honest with you. Let's move on to AFC West. Let's try to let's try to speed through everything. I know we've been here for almost an hour talking about shenanigans, so let's try to speed through mm-hmm. a little bit. De- Devonte, Melvin, Gordon, cool. You, yep. they're, they're owned in every league. It doesn't matter anymore. And then you have Cortland Sutton, Jerry, Judy, Tim, Patrick. You own them. I wouldn't start any of them at this point. They look like a disaster. I think you start. Well, you may know Sutton and Judy, right? Should be on rosters, but I think you could drop Sutton. Um, mm. Judy's borderline droppable in a redraft as well. I don't mind yeah. dropping these guys if other, if somebody else wants to start them and think that they're they're going to do something else on your team that they didn't do on my team. Go ahead. Have at it. No, nah, I'm good. Uh, to the Chiefs. Clyde Edwards, Daryl Williams. You own Darryl them, Williams. and that's about it. That's uh, yeah. You're not going for Derek Gore. I'm sorry. You're not doing it. Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman. No, don't even bother with that. I'd rather have Byron Pringle, and uh, yep. I don't even want him. So Travis Kelsey, yeah, that's it. There's not much on the Chiefs. I would you say know, Blake for- Bell if um, if Kelsey gets injured. I I I actually did roster Blake Bell um, as a backup, just having a feeling, not wishful at all, obviously, because I have a lot of Kelsey, but just having a feeling that. I don't know if Kelsey does miss time. I feel like he hasn't been that healthy this season, even though he's been the number one tight end for you. He's left a lot of games and came back um, off of just need, I think. So Blake Bell, even though Noah Gray's the rookie, I think Blake Bell would be the guy that that would step in. Yep. I'm not confident about it. Let's move on to the Not at Raiders. all. I'm not confident at all. The Raiders. The Raiders. The Raiders. There's Jalen Richard. He's out. Payne Barber. And Kenny Drake, he was also out too. So it, it was actually the Josh Jacobs show last week. And Josh Jacobs has been a very good running back. I'm not going to lie. I like him a lot. Uh, Payne Barber, of course, he's going to be the handcuff at this point. He's probably owned in a majority of leagues at this point. If not, he is definitely a must-roster type player because he has been productive when Josh Jacobs has been out. Wide receiver-wise, I'm sure everybody already owns Hunter Renfro. If you don't, make sure to go out and grab him. In a league, I decided to have fun where I clinched playoffs and I started Deshaun Jackson. And guess what? It didn't work out for me. So I'm not going to recommend anybody do that also. Um, I'm not going to recommend anybody start Brian Edwards. I think he is a dynasty prospect that has absolutely failed. And I don't think, I think he's definitely the equivalent of, I forgot his name on the Jaguars already. Help me. Chanel. Chanel. There we go. Yeah. That's how irrelevant he is in my brain. I think Brian Edwards is a Chanel type person where we all think he's going to be great and not. he's, He's not. Uh, neither is Zay Jones. I wouldn't start Foster Moru, the backup tight end to Darren Waller. I'll be honest with you. I don't feel any comfort with that. I think he is significantly less talented than Darren Waller, and that is why he is the backup. I'm not doing much on this team. 
you guys want to see something cool, uh, Zay Jones, watch him just do that little um, Michael Jackson thing when he got up off the ground. That's the coolest yeah, thing you're cool. going to see. That's the coolest thing you're going to see from Zay, Zay Jones. You're not going to see anything else cool from him in the rest of his life. Yeah. Um, I will say Jack Jackson should be rostered again if you want that need that swing for the fences and you hope for three catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns and you know he still has juice. Yeah, I have a hard time. Like right now, this week, it's it's feast or famine, and you lose, you make play, lose, you're not in playoffs, you win, you're in playoffs. Are you really going to put him in your lineup? It depends what situation you're in. Like, do you want to lose? Starting, I don't know, some fucking white bread, boring <laughs> vanilla player. Or do you want to go down swinging with Deshaun Jackson? Now, you can't be all Deshaun Jackson and you can't be all Cole Beasley, Cole Beasley. But if you need to in and win over a better team, scared money don't make money. No, but I don't want to put up like three points. He put up one and a half points in half point PPR league. This week. When three points is not going to be the difference between you trying to make up 30 on a team, then you can live with the zero. That's but I would, I would rather hope for my players to go off than the other team's players to do shit. Hmm. You're hoping for that anyway. Yeah, I suppose. All right, let's go for the, let's go for the charges, the, uh, the, the unloved <laughs> LA team. What are these accents? I don't know. <laughs> it's probably, it's probably uh, somewhere. I like that one. That, 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 that was like Chicago Bears saying, you know, that was just like Chicago Bears fans went to LA. The Chargers. Something like that. <laughs> so, sometimes I try to incorporate a little Chris Berman. Uh, I don't do it nearly as good as <laughs> okay, him, apparently. Okay, yeah, okay. Uh, the yeah. LA Chargers. Yeah. Something like that. So Herbert, he's must start. Austin Eckler, of course. I mean, I'm not even going to talk about them. So, Justin Jackson is the running back to Owen. Joshua Kelly is the equivalent of dog doo-doo. Uh, so is Larry Roundtree. So I made that uh, easy for everybody. Larry Roundtree's okay. I, don't I think like he's him. okay. I think it's I early. I don't know if it's going to be this year. But if you have the roster spot, I, I don't mind him. No. I'd rather, I'd rather much have the other guys we talked about earlier. Yes. Yep. Correct. Keenan Allen, of course. Yep. Uh, I mean, if he's not playing from COVID. Actually, you know, let's assume Keenan Allen's not playing. Well, there's... If he's vaccinated, then he he has a shot of playing. He has he has a shot, but let's assume now, just for the sake of purposes and real realism, because so far no NFL player that has tested positive for COVID and has been vaccinated has played the following week. Still, none of them have. So let's be realistic. And is that is that true? I think so. I'm trying to think of one. I feel like one player did it, and it was just like, oh, I COVID. Oh, psych. I don't. Well, then it was a false positive. I don't know. Yes, 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 yes. That's true. That's true. That's true. But uh, let's assume no. Mike Williams, he has entered must start category. Now, now, yep. now I'm looking at a guy named well, Jalen Guy. He's re entered. He had a real lean patch for a bit there. That's Mike what he Williams does. was not startable for a long stretch. And to keep it a thousand right now, he might be back there. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, he he's had one good game, right? Or, I mean, I. He might have had more than one good game, but I feel like he's had one good game since he's had good games. He's a matchup guy for me. Like if you look at who he's playing on, like he's he's a big size guy. If he's on a big corner, you can't start him. Like JC Jackson towed him up. JC Jackson does that to everyone. 
but he especially did it to Mike Williams. But like, when has that not been expected out of Mike Williams? I feel like if you expected him to be consistent, that's your fault. He's he he's was early like, in the season. Not necessarily. He had no, a good yeah, first three games, and then the fourth game, game against yeah. the Raiders, which you would think is a phenomenal matchup for him, considering they can't guard. They, you know, they can't stop a nosebleed. He was one reception on four targets for eleven yards. So that lost you the week. And then the next week after that, he put up 165 with two touchdowns. And then, then guess what? The next week after that, 27 yards, 19 yards, 58 yards, 33 yards. And all of a yeah. sudden he went to 97 yards. He, he, he's he's just matchup. inconsistent. He's been yeah. there. Even with the good matchups against Minnesota, he only got just seven points. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's a struggle. I know he's got the Giants this week. And obviously this week you're starting him. But we're talking about playoffs, right? We're talking about rest of the season. Exactly. Yes, you're yes, you're gonna have him. Yes, you're gonna start him, but I don't know how excited you're gonna be. If we're talking about pivoting guys, um, a guy that you know we had Gilbert Manzano on 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 beat a show on 32 bit, uh, and uh Dave Kluge had uh asked him a question, who's the dynasty guy that the dynasty guys like to talk about? And he said Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer's Ooh, guy yeah. that's been staying after practice with with him, and that's the shit you want to hear. Like, I want to hear about the guy that's like following the quarterback around, hanging out with them, not being annoying, but like being a friend, you know what I'm saying? And just like the quarterback genuinely wants to have him around, not just because it's like, hey, I want to be the second wide receiver. And I think this is the only way I'm going to be able to do it. You know, like CJ Uzuma did that, I think, with Joe Burrow. And it helped mm. him a lot, actually. Um, otherwise, he probably won't even made the team or something. He would still make the team. But Cup I don't think he would have been Stafford. as relevant. Exactly. Another one. These guys have breakfast together and all of this stuff. So um, it, this shit matters, you know. So, I mean, Palmer is one of those guys that I would want to look at if um, Keenan does miss time or even this week. Um Palmer and me. I don't know. We'll have to wait and yeah, see. I'm, I'm a big fan of Palmer. Um, I'm not interested in really starting him. He should be on dynasty rosters. Uh, but for me, it's Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, not really anyone else interesting. I'm going to I'm gonna agree. I think if Keenan Allen's gone, that's just a little bit more of a bump for somebody named Eckler. Austin Eckler. Now, all right, we're done that's with exactly. the AFC. We're done with the AFC. We're done. NFC East. Yeah. Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard. You st- yep. He's rostered in every league. It doesn't matter. We don't care about the handcuffs here. Corey Clement, no. No, you're not doing it. Uh, wide receiver-wise, Amari Cooper, C.D. Lamanagal. But you're not doing anybody else other than that. I know there's Malik Turner. He gets some here. He gets some there. He's not fantasy relevant. You're not. Are you guys just agreeing or agreeing with me on this one? No, I think it's just those three. Cedric Wilson was okay, but he needed two injuries ahead of him to be relevant. Yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, you need the whole team for Simi Fajoko to be relevant. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so to the Giants, Saquon Barkley. Okay, Devont- Devontae Booker. Yeah, he's the handcuff. You're you're here. Gary Brightwell. While his name is pretty bright and shiny, no, you're not going to roster him at this point. Um, Kenny gone all day. No, Darius Slayton. No, Sterling Shepard. Absolutely not. John Ross. You know what? He he's the pet. No, not even I'm rostering John Ross. Sterling Shepard roster is the only guy that you can start if he's healthy. If if Sterling Shepard is healthy, he averages 15 points a game. And, I mean, he's their number one wide receiver. He's the only one that has consistent rapport with Daniel Jones. But other than that, the rest of these guys you can leave on the bench. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, I'm not don't, about that. don't pick up Jake from either. Oh, man. Jake from State Farm? 
All right. So Kadarius Tony, he's interesting. He's a big play guy, but he's just never hurt. He's just never healthy for yeah. this year. Leave more waivers. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Philadelphia Eagles. On to the Philadelphia. So Jalen Hurts plays your starting game. Gardner Minshew, Minshew Mania, of the stash. Cool to see. Not starting him. Um, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard and Kenneth Gainwell. This is interesting uh, because everybody except Boston Scott should be rostered, but only Miles Sanders, in my opinion, is startable because Gainwell, he plays a little bit, just not enough. Jordan Howard, he also gets carries, but not enough. Basically a handcuff. Yep. No, yeah. I'm with you. And Devonta Smith. That's it. Devonta Smith. Smith. I would say I'd, you, you could uh, keep uh, Minshew just because um, Jalen Hurts might have a high ankle sprain. Let's see. Against yeah. the Jets, Gainwell had 12 rushes, 54 yards, and a touchdown with five targets, five receptions, and 33 yards. Now, that is a lot. I know Minshew is a quarterback, so you have to take it with a little bit of grain and salt. But, you know, it's kind of nice. Something to look at. All right. Go Did ahead. you say grain and salt? And I, re- I realized I said <laughs> I didn't want to get bogged down here. <laughs> grain of salt. Just wanted to check. All right. There you go. <laughs> that was so rude. All right. So, Washington football team. Gibson, McLaurin, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gibson, McLaurin, cool. Hey, do you have anybody else? No, there's well, no point. Jared Patterson, maybe. He's a handcuff. Yeah, basically, you can have him. Are you interested in Ricky Seals-Jones? No. Yes. Yeah, I kind of am, too. Yeah, I mean, there's no Logan Thomas. He's out for the year. They're tight in factory. Yep. All right. That's fine. I'll get behind that. Honor the Bears. The Bears. The Bears. All right. So Justin Field. Eh, we're not. We don't care about them. Uh, David Montgomery. Clea Herbert. Yes. Clea Herbert. You can have him. You can roster him. And he's the only one, in my opinion, I'd do it. Alan Robinson is droppable at this point. I just want you to say it. It Absolutely. sucks to yep. say it. He's been droppable. He's been droppable. He's okay. Been droppable. Darnell Mooney's it. All right. Cole Komet. Jimmy Graham. I think I'd rather start Jimmy Graham over Cole Komet. Uh, no. Really? Let's see. Jimmy Graham scores cool. touchdowns. Yeah. The Bears true. don't, though. Yeah, that exactly. Uh, you know what? You're not starting either of them. How about no, that? No, you can leave both on waivers unless you're in a deeper yeah. league. Cool, cool, cool story. All right, to the Lions. To the Lions, congratulations on your first win, baby. Let's go. Woo! All righty. So I, I was wrong a lot of times in our prognostication report. What, what is it called? Did I say that yeah, right? Yeah, no, exactly. You nailed it. There you go. Thank you. Because uh, I consistently said throughout the year Lions would win. And the one time I don't do it, they win. Congratulations. All righty. So DeAndre Swift, I'm assuming he's not playing. Jamal Williams, handcuff, he start, must play him. And then, yep. of course, it becomes with uh, Igabuiki and Jamar Jefferson. No, I would rather no, have Jamar Jefferson. Uh, I would rather the other gentleman, I'm not going to try and pronounce his name. Yeah, but, see? Um, Godwin. Yep. Yeah, you, you Godwin said the first I. name, but I feel like that was cheating. Yeah, you could just call him by his first name, Godwin. Igabuiki? We'll just call him Godwin. All right. Godwin the Lion. The G-Man. The G-Man. So I, I know G-I. we talked about K- uh, Caleb Raymond a little bit earlier in the year. He fizzled out. Amon Ross St. Brown. The G. The, G, the guy. The sun god. I would, uh, I, would, I would definitely roster him. I don't know if I would start him just yet. He needs another good solid game of consistent targets and some production for me to put him in a starting lineup, but especially in the playoff environment. He's I think you're either studying him this week plays. or you're never going to. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Okay, that's fair. Um, interesting, we because we've not reconvened for a while. Josh Reynolds now on the Lions and looks good. Yeah, but I wouldn't do it. No, I wouldn't either. I just we no, haven't had a chance to catch up about it. I, I remember Josh Reynolds and I remember praising him heavily and it's not turning out into anything. Yeah, we we were all in. 
Yeah, I blame the Titans for that. Maybe right. next year. Maybe next year. To, to the Green Bay Packers, the Cheeseheads. AJ Dillon. Yeah, that's it. I'm not I'm not starting Patrick Taylor or rostering him. There's Aaron Jones, there's AJ Dillon. That's about it. And then there's, of course there's Devontae Adams and MVS. Other than that, I'm good on everybody else. Uh Randall Cobb possibly should be rostered, but you're not starting him. Nah, he, he's a keep away type player, but at the same time, if my opponent starts Randall Cobb, I wouldn't be too yeah, upset. I think it. I'm all right with that. Yeah. All right. So Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison. Yeah, Alexander Madison is as far as I will go, and there's no chance you ever find Alexander Madison on the waiver. So uh, I think we can leave it at that. And then we have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen probably isn't playing this week. So we're looking at KJ Osborne, and I would be okay with that. Yep, Purple Goblin absolutely should be on your roster. There we go. Any uh, any dispute over there, Hoos? No, I like KJ a lot, especially this week. Alrighty, so the to the NFC South. We're going to the Atlanta Falcons. And the one time, the one time I say, you know what? I'm dropping Mike Davis in every one of my leagues. <laughs> Afraid. He does well. Yep. He does well. It, you know, I feel like it was you know the way the cookie crumbles and it is what it is for him. I don't want to start Mike Davis. I don't he he's he's keep away type now at this point. I think that's where his level is. I think I actually probably just I leave him out there. If you want to pick him up and you want to insert him in your lineup thinking he's going to do what he did last week, you go right along headed. I think he's going to hurt you the rest of the season. So I don't even want to keep him away. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, that's fair. All right, moving on to the wide receivers real fast. Russell Gage, I think that's it. No, not even. Not even? Russell Gage on a roster, but I wouldn't want to be starting him. I don't want to fire any of these guys. To the Panthers, baby. Let's go. I like the pace we're at with the pace we're moving. Cam Newton, no, I'm good. Chuba Hubbard, eh, also kind of good. Amir Abdullah, also kind of good. I'll be honest with you. I want Amir Abdullah of these running backs. All right, that's fair. Chuba Hubbard had his chance, and he was relatively disappointing. I think Amir Abdullah needs his opportunity to shine for his fifth team where he finally can potentially do it. Uh, wide receiver-wise, DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson, he is a keep-away type player. I'm not starting him. Terrence Marshall Jr., the uh, Twitter hype guy, no, he's not rosterable at all. I'm not even keeping Robbie, Robbie Anderson away. Like, fucking pick him up and start him. Like, yeah. if anyone else wants him, do it. I don't care. Who's any rebuttal? Mm, no, I, I'm, I'm with that. I like it. All righty. On to the Saints. Mark Ingram and Ty Montgomery. They are the uh, handcuffs, I would say, but... Uh, Mark Ingram is the only one that I would realistically want and actually roster. I wouldn't start him. Uh, no, I'm he interested. deserves a flex. I'm interested in Montgomery because Harris is suspended for three games, but in reality, it's Callaway and Traquan Smith. Yeah. I feel okay about starting Callaway. I don't feel okay about starting Smith. Nah, to be honest, it's I don't kind of taste, taste taste him and bust or taste more busted without Kamara. Yeah, if it's not Kamara. Taysom's the only one with value, and that's just because it's rushing potential. Other than that, I'm not really interested at this team at all. Cool. Cool. All right, so Tampa Bay. On to Tampa Bay. Tom Brady, of course. Ronald Jones is the backup and the handcuff. Uh, Giovanni Bernard. I don't want him. Yeah, I don't want him either. I'd rather somebody else have him at this point. I I think Uh, I'm fine with having Ronald just because Fournette's got so much work this week. I mean, this week, this year, so... Fortnite has been a PPR monster, something I never expected out of him. And, uh, I mean, I, I did... I think in the beginning of the year, you and I, Sheehan, we touted, we said we would rather have Fournette over Ronald Jones. That uh, sounds like something we'd say. It exactly. Like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. So, I mean, we were definitely correct on that one. I want to congratulate uh, you. Uh, 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 Mike uh, Evans, Antonio Brown. 
I mean, sorry, Mike Evans and Godwin. And then we got fake vaccine over here. Uh, he, he He's probably gone. <laughs> yeah, they're talking about um, waving him possibly. Yeah, other than that, uh, Tyler Johnson is worth a hold, but I, I'm not interested in him, I'll be honest. Uh, I'd rather have Scotty Miller. Scott, Scott. Scooter. Scott the dick. Yeah, no, that's that's good. Um, I will just say, if something were to happen to Fournette, I think it's uh, Gio Bernard. Gio Bernard, ooh. I would love to see that. I love Gio Bernard. He's yeah, won me a lot of I'll agree with you there. I'll agree with you there. I like him too. To the NFC West, the best division in football, Arizona Cardinals, baby. Let's go. Um, James Gunn. Go ahead. Yeah, Eno Benjamin. You, yeah. you want to be that's it. rostering. That's it. If you look at wide receivers, it's DeAndre Hopkins, and that's it. I know Rondo Moore is a big name. He's done nothing. No. Christian Kirk should be on a roster. I wouldn't. But I, 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 I just like hate Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk. I like him a lot. I think he's probably going to be uh, next year. He's definitely going to be uh, have even more value. But for this season, I think um, yeah, I, he was good when Hopkins was out. Albeit without a quarterback. Well, yeah, I suppose Hopkins being injured or limited makes Kirk and AJ Green interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And AJ Kirk. Green was was kind of interesting before, surprisingly. Yeah. Mm. I'll leave it as Kirk should be rostered. I'm not putting him in a putting him in a line. Yeah, I don't think you can. Fair, fair. All righty, Daryl Henderson to the Rams. Daryl Henderson, if he plays, so I know there was a report before the game that he was only going to be an emergency back, and I hope people read that report and actually took him out of the lineup, considering he didn't get any playing time, carries or touches. Uh, and Sony Michelle did most of the work, and they didn't really have to do that much work against the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was kind of a sad game to watch. But Cooper Cup. And Odell Beckham, they're the two wide receivers. I think they are uh, basically must-start category. Then you have Van Jefferson. Yeah, I, Van Jefferson is probably right there, I think. I mean, he's a keep-away type player. That's where I'd go with it, keep-away. I value Van Jefferson just as high as Odell. Yeah. If anything, I think they're probably 1B. I mean, 1B, 1B, or 1, you know. Cup is definitely the 1. Yeah, and they're like two, two A, two A, or even two B, two B, because maybe Cub is one A and and one B. Maybe it's uh, William Shakespeare two B and not two B. Um, there we go. If you have a roster spot, and depending on how you, your league settings are, you rostering Cam Akers at this point, just in case. Yes. No. I need to have the IR spot. Yeah. Yeah. If you can park him on IR. Yeah, no. absolutely. No. Uh, there's no way they bring him back. They're doing fine without him. If so, there's no, there's no way Cam Akers comes back and re- resumes the starting role of him getting the bulk of the carries. I'd say Daryl Henderson and Sean Michelle have entrenched themselves of having a fantasy impact, not a fantasy impact, but an NFL impact to the point where now Cam Akers has been declared not necessarily irrelevant, but he's, he's not going to be that workhorse back. Uh, I think he could be Next year, um, or in the playoffs, obviously, if you have a IR spot, that's the only way I'd roster him. I wouldn't roster him if I didn't have an IR. Yeah, but say say K Makers comes back in your semifinals and he plays, you're not starting him. But I still don't want him to come back and go in the other person's lineup. What if they're hurting at running back and you know they just caught an injury? Hmm. 
I'd, I'd have to see more reports of him having a realistic chance of coming back. And remember, that. we're only talking about on an IR spot. So unless yeah. you have another guy in your IR that you'd rather have over him, that's on waivers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. If you have a waiver spot, go for it. Or it's not a waiver. An IR spot, go for it. If not, uh, yeah, leave him. No, yeah, leave him. Okay. So to the Niners, Elijah Michelle, cool. These are all handcuffs. Every running back. Jeff Wilson. They're Jermaine all Hayson. handcuffs. Yeah. 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 Give, yeah. Give me uh Jenny, don't be hasty there. Yeah. Jeff Wilson. Yep. They and still Debo, Ayuk. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's cool. And then you have George Kittle. You know, for fun, fun, fun fact, George Kittle has kind of done nothing for the past couple of weeks. So when I did my expert consensus ranking rankings, I decided to be cute and completely <laughs> take him out of the top twelve. <laughs> and uh this is definitely the week that uh that hurt. That hurt. Yeah, sometimes I like to get cute and just throw a random player like super high. Yeah, so if you look at the expert <laughs> consensus rankings, that hasn't been released yet, but uh, I don't think it's going to be good morning. for my tight end rankings. Yeah, I don't think yeah. it's going to be good for my tight end rankings. No. <laughs> uh, so Adrian Peterson, Adrian beat your son. Um, he is now the starting <laughs> running back for Seattle. Uh, Alex Collins and Rashad Penny and DJ Dallas, they're all handcuffs at this point. Pick your poison on whichever one you'd like. I'm going with none of them. Yeah, they just like Collins is just Mike Davis in a different colored uniform. You're worse, maybe. Rashad yeah, Penny um, is just that's exactly yeah. what he's worth a penny. Uh, and oh, Debbie does Dallas, not yeah, much going on there either. No, exactly. I think, uh, I think we nailed the head on that one. Yeah, and then so if, did, you go ahead. I, I was gonna say, only fans, Metcalf, obviously, you yeah. rostering starting. <laughs> Yeah, Lockett should be on your roster, and like if you're gonna start him, just start him. Wow, that's that's good advice. If you're gonna start him, just start him. No, like I think if you, you have give to like, start. Oh, him. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if we're gonna start him. Might have a bad week. Just fucking start him. I think you have to start Lockett regardless. Yeah. As I look at his game log, let's see. He's getting targets. He has yeah. logs being the right word for it. <laughs> right. I mean, that's that's why you have to start him. I mean, he's getting the targets. He's getting the looks. Um. He he's not having a locket season. He's usually having more inconsistency, and he's been more consistent than he's been inconsistent this year. Actually, he's he's been consistently mediocre. Yeah, I mean, but when you did talk about flexes, that's 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 kind of good, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know. All right, I can get behind that. Mm. So he's a flex. Go for it. Any other wide receivers were handcuffing? No, we're good. No, I don't think so. Unfortunately, Russ just doesn't right. look like he's going to cook this season. No, Russ's cook has gone out. Yeah. Um, I can't wait to see him in a different uniform next year. I hope he do. I hope he do for his sake because uh, he, he just doesn't look that happy over there. I'll be honest with you. Maybe that's just me. No, he's done. He's okay. Cooked. Hopefully, Pete, we see Pete him on a Washington. Yeah. See you later. Washington football team. You know, maybe the Giants. Oh, I could see him on the Giants. Giants, yeah, get him in New York. He's a bit of a weirdo. He'd suit New York. No offense to us. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Maybe the Saints. Oh, he can go on the Saints. Yeah, covering his eyes at Mardi Gras. Oh, God. All righty. Maybe the Broncos. I heard they need a quarterback. Yeah. All right. Who knows? This is this is a topic for another week. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right now, we, we are I definitely... I can't remember the fucking teams in the league. <laughs> All righty. 
So that's going to have to wrap up this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed our TED Talks and our random <laughs> phrases and the, the lines that we potentially may have crossed. Maybe. Um, of course, like I remember, like I want to remind everybody, make sure to follow the Sleeper Wire show on Twitter for all the news articles and episodes that get released and any update in between. Of course, I am Nat alongside Sheehan and Hoos, and we're going to remind you, everybody, to have some good luck in your fantasy league.